Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The shit has hit the fan. This is the Four Weddings and a Funeral After Show at AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, AfterBuzzers! We're back, we're back, we're back! It's episode nine of Four Weddings and a Funeral. It is entitled Four Friends and a Secret because you're the sacred <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, Nikki Bailey, and I'm joined by the amazing and gorgeous Marielle Turner. Hey, guys. And the sensationally, sinfully gorgeous Eric Sinsley. What's up, everybody? Yeah, my co-host is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So are you? Boy. I know. On a it's like universal you. fineness. We is a good looking bunch. Okay, <laughs> look. All right. This is a big episode, guys. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge episode. Huge. The last one before the finale. Let's start with our overall opinions because we are going to get into all of it. We're going to go through each couple. We're going to talk like rom-com cliches and we're going to actually play a little game because <laughs> we do fun stuff here. So guys, general overview, what do you think? Um, I really loved it. I'm so happy that, you know, everyone's in the know now. Um, I think that ending was just phenomenally acted and yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think tonight's episode, the love word, the L word was thrown around the most we've heard and seen all season. So with new couples emerging and new couples finally announcing and profounding their love to each other and you know, it was great to see. I agree. I feel like this like story wise was just like such a satisfying episode. Like I felt like I went through all the emotions. I guffawed. Mm-hmm. I cried. <laughs> I, like, I know when it was when it was over I was like, oh my God. Now we have to talk about it. Yeah, so, yeah. so no, it was a lot of awesome, like, just new, just stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Stuff. Zara and Craig, let's get down to it. Let's talk about Zara and Craig. Now, they, of course, are pregnant, and mm-hmm. Zara, in her usual Zara-ness, is going overboard with it, because that's who she is, but I love it. Um, so... I love that Zara is encouraging him when it comes to the relationship with his his other daughter. What do you guys think? I think up until tonight's episode, we've kind of taken Zara for what she is, for how she's portrayed herself as this millennial, this Instagram chick, <laughs> this social influencer. But the way that she handled, you know, trying to get Molly and Craig to see each other was very respectful. Respectable. Yeah. 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 Um, I've mentioned this before. I haven't been the biggest fan of Zara throughout the show because I just 
she like she's on the line of being a little annoying to me but this is the episode where I really liked her I love that she put the effort in for Molly and Craig to mm-hmm. have a relationship um, I think that makes you a much bigger person it says a lot about your character that you're willing to say like hey I want my husband to have this relationship with his daughter for another woman who yeah. was a secret at one point so yeah I thought that was so cute and I'm excited about their little baby so I agree I feel that we like underestimated Zara. I feel mm-hmm. like we were meant to, obviously, because even Craig underestimated like the depth of who of, of who she really is. And sure, she has like weird values and she's interested in like superficial stuff, but she also has this really compassionate heart and she loves her husband and she wants what's best for him and you have to you just have to like give props where props are, are due. Yeah. And, and we can't forget that Zara did not know about this daughter yeah. going in and being in the relationship for however long they were together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got to give kudos to that too. Absolutely. She's handled I mean, that's it a lot extremely of, well. Exactly. Yeah. I think most people would be like, wait, you have a kid? Like, where is this coming from? And then there would be like lingering resentment. Yeah. But it was like she like is obviously just in it for the love. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta, she has a big heart. That. Yeah. I love that about her. Um, so, I loved that uh, they, you know, like uh, Zara goes to Julia to ask for permission for Craig to come to the soccer game and lies to get in mm-hmm. with the neck brace because Zara is not stupid. What I like is that she's not stupid. It would have been easy to play this woman like a completely flighty idiot, mm-hmm. but she's clearly not stupid. And I, I really, I think that she was well written in that way um, and even well performed because. Because it would have been such an easy thing to just be like, oh, she's an idiot. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. the vapid influencer. Exactly. But it's like so much more to her character. So. Agreed. And I love when they were at the soccer game, Molly's soccer game, and they were all getting along. And uh, Zara goes, so Christmas together? <laughs> and she's like, too, too soon. soon. Yeah. 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 She's so excited. I just love that. Like, yeah. Just, like anybody, anytime you get to expand your family, yeah. I think yeah. it should be a joyful occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of um, Craig as a father at the soccer game? What were you, like, did, did, did it warm your heart? I think if that was his if he had known his daughter for how how old is she six or seven, mm-hmm. and was acting like that, how he was acting, it could come off as being obnoxious. But I think he has so much angst and adrenaline built up, not only because he's watching his daughter play football, <laughs> but because he hasn't been able to be involved in his daughter's life. So. Uh, I, I, I did not take it as him being obnoxious, only on the based on the fact that he hasn't known his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah it's like, like all this pent-up daddy had, energy it, it that he needed to get out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had, like, a lot of enthusiasm, and I love that he had that strong love for his daughter, who yeah. he only found out about, I think... There's been a time of like a year or something. I feel like it's been two years. Like, like two years and I think up? I think only because later in the show, Ainsley, That's really oh, yes, yes, yes. Ainsley said, "You know what it is?" And this this is actually it bothered me several episodes ago, but I forgot to comment on it. The way that they have time pass with those written notes. 
thingies. I get why they're doing it, but also, ugh, it's too much. And yeah. it's too hard to keep track of. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was thinking yeah. it's a year, but you're right. Ainsley didn't mention it was two years. Yeah, so um, it's been like, it's been a good long time. That he's while. been watching from afar. Yeah. And I love that he still, like defended her and was like, no, she's a star player. Like, she needs to yeah. be playing. I just thought the whole moment was great. And I love to see, like, a nice, functional, blended family mm-hmm. on TV. So I think that was awesome. What did you think of the fact that Julia introduced him as her friend from church? I th- I, you could tell that she was hesitating mm-hmm. and that it could have gone either way. And I'm kind of glad she did it the way she did because that that's a lot for a little kid to handle. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's my dad? I You know? Especially and, out in public. She just finished a game. Like, it really wasn't the right time right. to yeah. tell her. Yeah. So I thought it was totally appropriate how she handled it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree. I maybe wouldn't have said friend from church. I don't know. I think that's just... I would just say, like, oh, this is mommy's friend and... Kind of leave it at that, and then later introduce him as a yeah, because like, it is a bold face law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like let's just leave it as a friend because they are friendly. They're mm-hmm. trying to co-parent at this point, and so leave it at that, and then share that. That's the yeah. Father, I, think. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of messed up to start it off with a lie. Yeah, then, like, where does the kid go with that? Like what church? You know, it's yeah. just I don't know. I would have just left it as friend, but I do see why she is like slowly introducing him as opposed to being like, "Hey, who's your dad?" Yeah, right. definitely. Let's talk about Duffy and Gemma. But before we do that, Marielle, mm-hmm. do you want to say something to our After Buzz fans? Fam, I sure do. Um, so before we move on to the next topic, we just wanted to thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow, we could definitely use your help. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Nothing but five. It won't work. And <laughs> make sure to leave us a comment because we love to read them. Um, we have Eric here. He's going to shout you guys out. So, yeah, being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us. Um, we just love the community here. If you're into dramas, comedies, we have it all. So make sure you guys check that out. And engage with us guys and yes we do have a few comments coming in and we will read those as we get closer to those topics yeah guys we are here we are talking about it it is fabulous Gemma and Duffy now look this has been several episodes coming okay we all saw it right mm-hmm. we, we we knew I saw it from Gemma I did not see it coming from Duffy Same. until tonight I feel like Duffy was aware of some stuff. I think another person that we underestimated. Like I feel like Duffy maybe knew something, had a vibe, mm-hmm. and didn't and didn't know what to do with it. I mean, did we under like like I didn't remember Ainsley asking him to tutor uh, her son, um, but. Like, cause, cause I was like, oh, that's why they're spending so much time together. But no, they don't really have to spend that much time together. He had to know. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say something that may be unpopular. I think Duffy just wants love, and he I doesn't feel care. Like, yeah, he doesn't care where it comes <laughs> from because it's like one minute he's in love with Maya, then he's like with this girlfriend, and he's on the di- like. I don't know. I just feel like he wants a, a big love, and he couldn't get it with Maya and these other people. So now he's trying to get it with Gemma, and um, I think Gemma has genuine affection for him. Obviously, her husband just died. But Duffy is like, I don't know. See, I feel like time is compressed to us because we watched it 
Oh, and right. Been, the years. It's been two years for them. True. So, that's a good point. So that's throwing me off. Yeah. yeah. So since we've been watching the show, they've lived two years of their lives. Mm-hmm. So he's had plenty of time to be in love with Maya and get over her, to date, uh, what was her name? Um, Tabby. 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 Tabby and get over her. And now to be interested in Gemma. I think he's had time. I, I do think Gemma is portrayed as the villain or the biatch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every villain and biatch that is casted into a show always has a nice side. And I feel like that's kind of how it is in real life sometimes, too. And I all I do feel like, especially in rom-coms or in scripted series, that the villain somehow ends up with the nice guy. And I think that's what's happening here. So, Eric, let me ask you. You feel like the villain always has a nice side, even Ursula the Sea Witch? Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm just kidding. I could see it. <laughs> it's, a, it's always I a tragic see. backstory. It's, always, it's true, there is always a tragic backstory. Yeah. And because Gemma has the tragedy of losing her husband over the last two years. But uh, back to Ursula, she's, that's just, <laughs> she's just evil. There's a, a, oh, I see, I know? see. There's a difference between like an evil villain versus just a basic bad guy. Yeah, yeah. A a ba- a, like a complicated like, and, sort uh, of. And Gemma mean and girl. other villain mean girls have a have a facade on, have a, a that is true. S- yep. A certain front on, and that's not really who they are. Cool. I was just, I was the, just, I just wanted a reason to talk about <laughs> a Little Mermaid. I wasn't actually picking a fight, but you justified that quite well. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Mad mm-hmm. props. <laughs> 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 so I. Um, I especially loved how much Bumble was uh, mm-hmm. was mentioned. mentioned in this episode. Obviously, sponsoring. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, have you guys ever used Bumble? Yeah. I've never used I Bumble. Have. I've used other other apps, but never Bumble. I was on Bumble for like five minutes, and then I was like, "Wait, I have to do all the work." Yes, yeah, so you never. I don't want to do that. I was mm-hmm. like, "No, I rather <laughs> go on the apps where like the guys can talk to me. Right. I can talk to them. Like right. it's a mutual exchange. Spoken like a true pretty woman." <laughs> I'm just saying, pretty, <laughs> we pretty people, we don't, we don't need to go out. I'm just kidding. Do you, but whatever it takes. Um, so, so what did you think of the moment when uh, when Duffy tells Gemma he has a date and she fires him? I mean, it's quite apparent that her go-to mechanism, her defense mechanism, is to attack back and to make it seem like she doesn't care and but she's above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it comes off, and I feel like this is a cliche for rom-coms or really any certain similar character to who she's playing, is that's how they're reacting. And eventually the person receiving that reaction is going to be like, wait a minute, why are you overreacting so much? Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, clearly a defense mechanism. You know, she doesn't want to acknowledge her feelings. And she probably also feels like he doesn't feel the same because he's going out on these bumble dates and he's not really being flirtatious in any way. So it was I like, felt like Duffy got that. Like, I felt like because he even said, Are you upset that I'm going on this about the bumble thing? And she was like, No, I don't care about mm-hmm. that. So, um, so yeah, I, I get it. And I agree that it was totally a coping mechanism. Um, I love that Giles referred to the new tutor as possibly being Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I love that. That was perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) 
Totally and funny I loved, lines. And I love, too, mad props to Salvador uh, Perez, that she was dressed exactly like mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. The, the color of the sweater was different, but she had the same hair, the same brooch, the same shirt, all of it. So. Side note, did you guys watch Hey Arnold? Yeah. No. Okay, is this not reminding you of Helga and Hey Arnold at, like... Oh, yeah. You know? How, like, she absolutely... Okay, so Hey Arnold, she absolutely hated Arnold, but secretly she was, like, in love with him. Yes. It's this the is, whole dynamic. This is what's going on. Yeah. And also, I have a question for you guys, because this is what I was observing and wanted to know. What do you do when your crush has no insight and can gauge that you like them? You tell them. Yeah. You tell them. I am. I am. I am. How long do you play this game that she's playing? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm. I am. I am direct to a fault, and have traditionally scared people away with my with my directness. Because as soon as I'm interested, I will say, "Hey, I'm interested." So you're braver than me. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's my mo. So why do we think that she's acting like this? Why is it? Is it how she grew up? Is it? I yeah. I think it's how she grew up, and I think. For some people, it's hard to like put yourself out there and put your feelings out there. Scared of rejection. Exactly. Scared of. Re- I do and agree with you that you should at this age be like, hey, yeah, when you're grown, you should <laughs> you should be having grown people conversations. Exactly. Right. I think that for Gemma, I would imagine that losing a spouse and then thinking about allowing someone new into your life mm. must be incredibly difficult. That's a and good so point. I can imagine a certain level of denial because there must be guilt. There must be all kinds of stuff like how can I be attracted to this man my husband hasn't even been dead for a year you know like mm-hmm. like yeah. so so I imagine there's some of that for her yeah. and um and, and I but I am really glad that she had an aha moment you know and she went to uh she to take Giles to see Julius Caesar and she apologized to Duffy mm-hmm. and she started to say that driving you is and then she said oh not not such an inconvenience but <laughs> then he jumps in. Then, then, then. So, so I love when she goes back after she goes and uh, walks away and sees what she sees, which we'll get to. And she runs back to him, and she and he says he finally says, "Driving with you is the best part of my day," which comes directly from love. Actually, I know exact quote. Love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Yay, love actually reference." There's so many in the show, um, but uh, I, I think that it was really interesting uh, that they kissed for such a long time. Did you notice all of the? I was still focused on what Gemma had just seen. Yeah, same. I was like a little. Because she just saw it as a little distracting from what happened. Yeah, directly like, after. yeah. So maybe we really couldn't like we couldn't like really yeah. del- like enjoy the deliciousness of them finally kissing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's interesting that she was able to enjoy the the the. I guess I guess you know when you've got a guy that you're into. Yeah. And he says and he's into you. I mean, this is gonna sound however it sounds, but it's been a while, so she probably yeah. Must you be know, like, you get you get hey. kissed. That'll be distracting. You know, oh, yeah. Husband's been dead two years. I don't know. Distract me, please. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I would rather experience the kiss with Duffy than realize that my best friend's best friend is, you know. So I get that. Exactly. That makes sense. But she did rush home to mm. handle business uh-huh. after the kiss. So. Mm. Before we get to that, though, we have one more couple that we need oh, to get come to on. before we get to the couple. So Ainsley and Bryce, um, I really love the whole journey of them, mostly because 
we get to hear uh, Dermot Mulroney's terrible Texan accent. <laughs> it is just I didn't think horrifying. It was that bad. I hate it. And maybe it's because I have loved him my whole entire adult life. And <laughs> and so I'm remembering him from like, you know, the family stone when he was just adorable and sweet. Um, my best friend's wedding. My best friend's, friend's wedding. I was an extra in that movie. Really? I was you an were? extra in that, yeah. I was living in Chicago at the time and I doing some background work. Which, yeah. which that is scene? so cool. In the karaoke scene. I'm way in the back. You can't see me. Oh my god, we have to watch this. Yeah. yeah. You can't but see me. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it, but yeah. I didn't know you were in it. So now you can't like, see we watch yeah, but, it. Like, but now yeah. we can watch it and be knowing like, that oh, you're yeah. My friend Nikki's way in the yeah. back in the corner somewhere, <laughs> filling up space. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Ainsley, you know, she realizes that she needs to figure out how to make it right with Bryce, and she goes back to his house and decorates his patio. Mm-hmm. And then he comes home with some hoe. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Sorry. Is that hoe is part of his family tree. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's I just it got away from me. Out. It got it got away from me. <laughs> Whew. Regrouping now. Um anyway, some chick who was his sister. Whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't know how she walked away from, like, I don't know how Ainsley put steaks on the grill and took out wine and then left it for somebody else. No, I'm eating my steak. Yeah. I brought them. Okay. I'm at least getting take dinner. It to go. Okay. Right. Let me go get some Tupperware so I can take my steak, please. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, you know, she, she feels like, okay, I've lost my chance with Bryce. So she, too, turns to Bumble. And. <laughs> That's a very subtle, very subtle shade. Very <laughs> subtle shade. Um, but again, shout out to Mr. Salvador Perez. That pink outfit for the Bumble date. Though. What? She's looked pink good this dress, whole series. Pink mm-hmm. coat with in a, in a deeper color of pink, and that purse. Oh my God, Salvador, call me and let me just come hang out in your closet. Anyway. Um, but I love, she goes on a date with this incredible douche. Uh, yeah, what an, he a was jerk. A huge, enormous douche. And was saved the I, way we all want to be saved. Hello? By a cowboy <laughs> who's come to rescue us from the evil person. Bryce strolls into the restaurant and she's like, she's like, yes, go away because the good guy's here. It was wonderful. I was so glad that she was like, leave mm-hmm. like she didn't try and play it off she didn't try to play hard to get back to Bryce acting like that she was enjoying her date that was some grown up stuff that she did she really was, was like you know yeah. what this is who I want no game. this doucher needs to leave and yeah no games yeah that was great I agree I think she had gone to the point where like she realized the games were not the way mm-hmm. and she was like I know what I want I know who I am and this is it uh, so I loved that moment. I loved that he thinks that she's deep because I would imagine being, you know, a beautiful blonde woman, people often probably don't assume that she's deep. Right. Um, An interior designer, right. they probably think she's very superficial. Right. So, so I love that he he sees that about her, and and they kissed, and then obviously Ainsley spent the night. Oh my! I love that little text. Like, hey uh-huh. girl, don't wait up for me. I'm gonna be prize. I was like, this is just so realistic. I love it. Right? <laughs> and she was you could, exactly what happened. Exactly. You could sense the that actual genuine happiness yeah. in that text message. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was really nice, and I like, like you said, that he kind of swooped in, and she wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm on a date. Like, I'm not thinking about you. She was like, okay, this was great. 
Yes. You can go. Like, the person I really like is here. So, mm-hmm. although fine. the douchey banker has a Bugatti, so. And a boat. I might have rethought that for a week. Bugattis and boats. <laughs> At least for a week. The rain. <laughs> At least for the night. I would have got me a couple of gifts or something. You know. Something, make something happen, Ainsley. Come on. All right. Let's do it. Let's Wait. get what? Wait, don't we have one more couple? Do we? Tony and <gasps> You're Andrew. You're so right. Oh, Tony yes. and Andrew. Love okay. Them. I mean, oh I feel like God. we can sum it up pretty quickly. Okay. Tony with the integrity. Yes. You have to admire that integrity, right? No. Because if I have like a famous MP who's obviously rich into me, rich being the most important part, but he <laughs> he's into me, I might say yes. And then he I mean, what a what a like he Tony could have saved himself. He could have gotten his immigration papers and been and been good to go. Yeah. Family first. Yeah, but I love that he, you know, he remembered not just who he uh, is accountable to by blood, but accountable to like in the global yeah. sense, yeah. which which I think more of us need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very selfless to think, you know, great, that'll help me, but what about all the other immigrants in this country yeah. who need help? And I think I don't know. I feel like me personally, I don't know if I could be in a relationship with somebody who's so politically different, but clearly Tony has the capacity to change him mm-hmm. and to make him a better person. So I, I'm starting to like really shift them together. It's very and cute. Andrew obviously has the capacity for growth, which mm-hmm. which I love, you know. And he's a, a, a thinking person. Um, so and and it gives me hope actually for uh, for our country and for people who are so fixed in their mindset that they perhaps can't see how their political interests might affect other people. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I and Andrew, you know, debated through the whole episode and going back and forth whether or not he was gonna sign off on this bill. Mm-hmm. And up until the proposal, I thought that he was not going to sign it. That's where it was kinda leaning. And then his solution was to propose to Tony and mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm going to sign it because I'm nervous about, you know, how I'm going to look or whatever. And then I thought for a moment that Tony was going to say yes. And then his hilarious aunt stepped (laughs) stepped in. and As aunties are wont to do. Like, aunties... You better I don't, marry that yeah, man. Aunties <laughs> are so vocal, and she was she was so much fun. But I I loved, I I loved. I don't think he even needed that from her. I think he would have made. Yeah, I you agree. know, like I, I think, think he's he, had his mind made yeah, up the whole and, time. And yeah, I, and I, well, you know, the thing that struck me so much about Tony um, is that he's so much younger than Andrew, but obviously. He's got his shit together. Yeah, right. So much right? wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really admire that about him. And I mean, he's and been through a lot, you know? Yeah. He is gay. He's a minority. He's an immigrant. Yep. And so, you know, there. he's a tough guy. Yeah. That's what we call your intersectionality. Mm-hmm. He's an intersectional person. <laughs> yeah. Because he's got so many, uh, so many forms of oppression working against him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I loved it, and I and I 
I loved the speech that Andrew gave mm-hmm. when he, you know, was in that position where, you know, it's time for the vote. The division bell has happened and Marcus comes in to tell him and he's like, I know what a division bell is. I've been voting since George Michael sang about women, which was Oh, I died. One of my favorite lines of the episode. That was so yeah. funny. I am a <laughs> diehard George Michael fan. It was the first concert I ever got to go to by myself without without parental supervision. He died on Christmas Day and I just can't Oh, oh no! Take a moment. Oh no! Grab a hanky. <laughs> Grab her a hanky. Oh, Rest she's got a hanky. <laughs> Rest in peace, George. Anyway, um, so but it was such an inspirational speech, um, and I and I love it, and I also love that they didn't give us some sappy like like conclusion to the speech. I love that people threw things at him because. You know what? It's not that easy. Like yep. these are not easy issues to resolve. These are not easy issues to talk about and to deal with um, opposition on. So that was perfectly true. Mm-hmm. I think that very um, realistic. Yeah, and I also feel like you know we don't get to see British people throw things at each other enough. <laughs> you know, I think Americans feel like they're so well behaved, but eh, wrong. <laughs> Try again. Hashtag Brexit. Whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to move on yeah, to let's the do it. couple? Let's do it. The couple, Cash and Maya. Where do we start? Well, the, <laughs> the episode opens up with them in bed together. Which is a big jump, I think. It, yeah. It was a big jump. And also, who can sleep all booed up like that? Can you do that? Can you sleep all, like, mm. tangled up like that? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean... And I had some breath mints thrown in at them, so... But in real life, yes, it can be a it bit... It can be. In real life, I'm like, get off me. It's hot. I can't. I don't understand. Well, eventually, <laughs> yes. I feel like in the beginning, you know, you can be like all But they like up woke up all booed up, and I'm like, get off. It's a rom-com. Yeah. I know. What do you want, Nikki? I know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, so, they're obviously not ready to say the three mm-hmm. words I love you and so although they are being a tad bit shady in this relationship I did like how they used my foot's asleep I did yeah, too they said that as saying. their yeah. way of that was you know. cute I did think that she sh- probably should have told Ainsley before sleeping with him yes I don't know I just she should have told like, her she should have well, told Ainsley but, yeah, but yeah, like, sleeping together is a big exactly that makes like, it worse you're gonna sleep with him before you tell your best friend and this is what yeah. Eric and I were talking about last week we were saying we were saying like Maya has dug herself into such a deep hole of lies and deceit and betrayal that even if we want to root for Cash and Maya... It's hard. She's been so shitty to her friend oh, yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. She's digging herself deeper yeah, and deeper. And yeah, and like, like it'd be one thing if, like, if it were earlier on in the process, or if she hadn't slept with him, or hadn't kissed him first or whatever, and she told Ainsley. But, but like, she's gone way past way. the point mm-hmm. of, like, this being okay, or mm-hmm. Ainsley allowing this to be okay. Yeah, I think Ainsley's reaction totally makes sense. And even the fact that Ainsley said to her, not, are you seeing cash she said are you sleeping with exactly him? i was like why would you have sex with this man right. before you tell your best friend yeah. like that doesn't cuz that's like cool. that's past the point of no return mm-hmm. you know so like mm-hmm. now you're just like so so i don't i don't see ainsley whatever that's for predictions but i just was like dude really like maya went way too far i don't know how to root for her now um 
I don't know how to root for this relationship. I want to root for the relationship because they're so good together. And I had this last week after the show, and I was thinking about the show because I do that. I thought it is so nice to see a black woman and an Indian man together. Like, mm-hmm. I have never seen that never. before. Never. Mm-hmm. And so... I was like, look at all this brown deliciousness, <laughs> right? It's breaks and barriers. It's really, yeah. yeah. And no, I, I like, felt the same way. You know, and I was just like, oh, and I want, and I want them to be together because I want, because you know, like we, like I think we live in a culture where we have decided that only certain types of people should be with certain other types of people, and even you know, in this country with our really interesting history about race, like it's still weird. I'm in an interracial relationship, and it's still weird mm-hmm. to be in interracial relationships. So, like to me, it's so great to see them together and the two cultures that could mix and be wonderful. But Maya, you fucked it up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you have made it so I can't root for this relationship the way I want to. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like everything you said, it's like I love them together. I agree about the interracial mm-hmm. and like seeing a black woman, Indian man, which you don't see ever mm-hmm. together and learning about each other's cultures. But that's your best friend's Beyonce. You just yeah. slept ex Beyonce. You just slept with them. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. there's no, I don't know. I don't Big know. No, no. Well, well, Nisi Smith or Nikki Smith at home, thank you for tuning in and watching us. She is all for Team Maya and Cash. And she also says that those caddy queens, meaning Gemma, Zaya, and Tony too, cannot wait to spill the beans on Maya. Gemma has been hostile and jealous of Maya since day one. The decent thing to do would be to leave Maya and Ainsley alone so they could talk. I agree with you. Yeah. But no, Gemma had to go get Ainsley back a BFF. Uh, Maya has tried to tell Ainsley many times about the situation, but Ainsley didn't have time. Okay, well, she only that's tried to tell point. her. Okay, she only tried to tell her many, many times in the last twenty-four hours. So that's the first thing. <laughs> but secondly, I agree with you, Nikki, that um, that uh, that Duffy, Zara, Gemma were all too happy to be there and watch. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that they're being that mean. I know Gemma, I think, definitely was. I think Zara was there for the reality show content of it. You can tell she was like, what? Let me get some popcorn. (laughs) I think think Duffy, I don't know what he, we didn't really get a chance to explore what he was feeling and thinking, but I do feel like it was like, you know, obviously not set up to make Maya have to tell her in this way, but like the way that it happened and that nobody thought to leave the room and give yeah. them time. I or agree with that. even, like, after the fact, after Ainsley said what she said, which she was in the right to say, mm-hmm. these are also Maya's best and friends they as left well. Her. And they just left her. Like, nobody even was like, yes. hey, girl, just complicated, but it's gonna be okay. Like, those, that's, you know, you guys are all best friends together. Yeah, so I actually, can't. yeah, I wrote that in my notes. And then they all leave her. Like, what, like, even if your best friend is wrong, like, like, first of all, they didn't. She didn't do all that stuff to Craig and Duffy yes. and whatever. Right. So, so they should have been like, you know what, you wrong, and I'm gonna tell you you wrong to your face. But you're also still my friend, and so I'm gonna say, you know what, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So look, the way things are left is that Maya goes to Cash and she says. We can't do this because now Ainsley knows and I'm a terrible person. Yeah. We're terrible people. I don't know. I don't think it's going to matter ultimately. What do you think? Are we predicting? Oh, no. Or are we just talking about how we felt on that? Yeah, like, I was kind of like, when it was at the end of it, I was like, you know what? It's too little too late. Like, it's just too, like, it doesn't matter. 
I, you know when a good person does something really bad and that's usually not in line with their character? I think that's what has happened. And for the first time in her life, something felt so good and so wrong, which sometimes is a high, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like that one time you stole gum when you were six years old from Walmart or something? <laughs> I know you did it. It was, it was earrings that said Paris from Claire's. Good. There you go. <laughs> and it felt so good mm-hmm. until you got caught. Mm-hmm. And you, I Never think got that, caught, but yeah, go Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she's so nice. happy about it then. She doesn't feel bad. But I feel for you. Like, I understand what you're saying. And yeah. I, so I think that's what's happening. I think I think she's just ashamed of, her, yeah. of what she's oh, done. Yeah, so right. It was the wrong. shame. Mm-hmm. The shame is coming shame to haunt Shame is her. like the most powerful and emotion. Guilt. Shame is a bitch. You know? Yeah. And guilt. 100%. And I really didn't like that that was the moment that Cass decided to say, I love you. Like, you're really... You're putting That's the, a little manipulative. Yeah, you're putting the first moment you say it, like, in this very volatile, upsetting moment for her. And it just... I mean, I like Cash, but the, the way he does things on the show makes him yeah. makes it hard to root for him. I like, agree. This is not the time to tell her you love her. Like, she's clearly very upset. Right. I don't know. I agree. I thought Cash things Cash is Cash doing that then was manipulative. Just like Andrew proposing was manipulative. Like I felt like, you know, I think that people when they're not sure how to respond to something. Mm-hmm. Like, go for the big gesture, thinking that mm-hmm. that's going to make, you know, smooth everything over. Mm-mm. Yeah, I agree. Let's get into some special segment, Nisne. Let's do it. Okay, so, you Eric. You want to take it? You want to take it? take it away. All right, guys. So, for news this week, we're going to switch it up again. Um, just like last week, we kind of played a game. So, we're going to take turns, or you guys can both jump on it. You can't look. You okay. can't cheat. Okay, I'm turning right. away. Um, and I'm just going to ask you some classic rom-com questions. If you need a hint, I will hint you. Um, this came from thequiz.com, so let's see. All right, let's how, do how it. I'm ready. Go. I'm ready. Which movies, and you guys should play at home, too. Which movie saw a movie star fall in love with a bookseller? Oh, that's easy. With Notting Hill. With a bookseller. Notting Hill. She got it. All right. I didn't like that movie. The <laughs> Christmas rom-com tells multiple... Uh, this Christmas rom-com tells multiple stories. Love, actually. Bam. Mm, Which movie one. saw... This one's easy. Which movie <laughs> saw Richard Gere fall for a streetwalker? Right. Pretty Woman! <laughs> um, which rom-com centers on a Playboy bunny? Uh, this oh, is, I know. This is, is it the house bunny? You're right. Mm. Oh, I've never seen that one. It's not that good. Honest yeah, it's, Which rom-com is based on Pride and Prejudice? Uh, there are multiples, but there's... Um, um, I don't know. There's uh, Clueless. Nope. You want me to give you... Um, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I okay. have it. I have it. This is a Mr. Darcy. Um, Bridget Jones. You got it. Yeah, Bridget Jones. <laughs> one of my favorites. Which rom-com travels back in time to the Roaring Twenties? Oh, that's... I, I haven't even heard of this movie. That's a little... I have no I idea. The Great Gatsby? Yeah. I don't know what. Midnight in Paris. Oh, no, I never oh, saw Oh, I have that. heard of that movie, but I've never I've seen never it. I've never seen it, yeah. Um, let's do three more. Which rom-com starts with a divorce? Starts with a divorce. Do you guys know at home? I don't know. Do you like, give us a clue or something? something. All right, so here are your choices. Home Again, Sweet Home Alabama, House Sitter, or The Proposal? Sweet Home, Sweet Home Alabama. Alabama. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which, With those delightful hair iconic Judy, yes. Yes. <laughs> Th- this one is one of my favorite movies, actually. Which Christmas romance involves a house swap? 
Oh, I love that movie. Hol- something holiday, right? The holiday. Oh, I the love holiday. that movie. Oh, Cameron I'm going to rewatch that. And Kate yeah. Winslet. I've always wanted to rent Kate Winslet's house. Like that, that little cottage. I, know. I love that. Sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> should, I, should I wrap it up? One more. One more. Which movie is based on The Taming of the Shrew? Oh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Bam. Oh. It's one of my faves. But you, there you go. I did not know. You guys at home. There you go. Round of applause, guys. <laughs> you guys at home should definitely go play this if you're rom-com yes. fans. Thequiz.com romantic comedy quiz. Oh my gosh, that, that was, was so fun. much fun. We can maybe play again next week if we have time. I love yeah, it. So many classics. Oh my gosh. So, so real quick, let's just do really quickly. Did you guys point out or notice any rom-com cliches? Um, Mine was... Um, and I think this happened a lot in Sex and the City movie, was um, Maya trying to confront Ainsley, but always given an out Mm -hmm. Mm. and not actually going for what should be done. Mm -hmm. And so... Definitely. Yeah, I would say... Let me think about it. Um... Probably the whole, like, big gesture, and mm-hmm. this time we saw it from mm-hmm. Ainsley, which typically in rom-coms, it's the guy with the right. big gesture, but um, I think there was definitely a little bit of that, and then as well as, like I said, like, Cash saying, like, I love you in that moment, because yeah. normally things are going wrong, and somebody's like, oh my god, but I love you, so, yeah. yeah that was that. mine, too, the big gestures. I feel like we saw that over and over, that, like, in each of the couples, someone did something like sort of beyond mm-hmm. yes. that, that, yeah, you know, like Zara going to Juliet. Like there was like something big that each in each couple. So I yes. love that. Yeah. Uh, so and we did not talk about um, Cash and Maya potentially moving to New York, and Cash's father originally being angry about it. Uh, and then uh, because Asif was in, and Cash being like, maybe I'm not going to go because Asif would be upset. And then Cash's dad came around. I love Cash's father. Yeah. I also loved how Cash went to his mom's mm-hmm. burial site. Mm-hmm. And his dad walks up and says, you always went to your mom. And mm-hmm. that that was... That was, yeah. 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 Or even the fact that he came around. And I think uh, Mindy Kaling might have put some of her own... I mean, I don't know this for sure, but... With her parents being immigrants, maybe she has some insight Absolutely. on like totally. the pressures there and put some of that into the character. Totally. Yeah. And you know, she decides to be an actor, which is maybe not what was expected. Yeah, maybe of her, this is so. her story, maybe yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's get down to the predictions. No. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it sound like that? It does. It's very spooky. It's very like goosebumps. If you guys are just listening, I'm actually making like weird hand gestures right now. It's kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Predictiones, Eric Sinsley. I am predicting um, a non. I mean, the fight is going to continue between Ainsley and Maya. I think. We're going to be left on a cliffhanger with those two. Mm. Mm, interesting. Um, I think the final wedding, it's kind of obvious at this point, is going to be Tony and Andrews mm-hmm. in the final episode. I think that we're going to see Maya and Cash get together at the end because that is what happens in rom-coms. And I think 
from the preview, it looks like there is a year time jump. So I was going to say that, yeah. I think in that year, Ainsley probably comes to terms and they have a moment that mm-hmm. makes it okay. And then she gives her the green light, like, go get your guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how they end up back together. I'm going to just ditto on everything Mario said because I agree. I feel like because we already have noticed how quickly time jumps in this show, I think there's going to be a time leap and then... Ainsley will get herself together to get over Maya. I think uh, Maya and Cash will move to New York. There'll be some distance, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll you know they'll get back together. It'll it'll all work out in the end. Guys, next week is the season finale of Four Weddings and a Funeral. We will be back here to talk about it at seven o'clock Pacific. We cannot wait. And if you guys aren't scared right now, then there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Because that was seriously, I hate this whole releasing an episode a week. I just need to be able to binge it like a person. I know. Anyway, right? I agree. I agree. <laughs> right, Eric. Where can the people find you? You guys can find me on all social media at Eric Sinsley. Marielle. Hey guys, you can find me on all social at Mariel underscore Turner. And you can find me at Nikki Bailey underscore on all the social medias. We were so happy to spend this time with you guys, and we will see you next week! Good night, guys! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.